What's up, world? It's your favorite cousin, Miguel Caldwell. In this life, something is always brewing. So let's just start the conversation. Sit back, take a sip. You are tuned into Miguel's Black Coffee, the podcast. I'm so glad that you have decided to tune in with me today because if you're here today, that means that you really, really, really love me because I took this really, really weird hiatus and I want to apologize to all my listeners for that. Um, You guys really killed it with listeners on the first, um, the first episode and I really appreciate that and I'm so sorry about this little hiatus, but today we are going to talk about why that hiatus was necessary. When I created this podcast, I had no intention of taking any type of break. You know, um, I knew for sure that I was going to be releasing something at least every other week. I was going to be putting out something new. Um, but it's crazy because I don't know if you all remember, but on the first episode, I said I wanted to create a space to increase the conversation surrounding mental health in the black community. And I had no idea that my own mental health would take a plummet. So while I was like, you know what, I'm going to be doing a podcast every other week, like something's going to be coming. My health told me otherwise. And first it was my physical health and then it was my mental health. So we're just going to get on into it and go ahead and talk about the topic at hand today. So on Father's Day weekend this year, I tested positive for COVID-19 and literally, I had no idea what the next two weeks would have in store for me. I was thinking, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy, like I'm going to be cool. But um, having COVID seemed like being sentenced to death, in my opinion. Like, no one really had any, like, solid information um, on the virus. So being faced with it was really, like, it was scary. It was like, okay, so I just have to kind of figure this out as I go. I'm a guinea pig is what I felt like. And so after days and days of no taste or smell, I had really bad congestion, um, chest pains, muscle aches all over. It was literally terrible. But I beat COVID-19 and I was cleared to leave isolation um, after the 14 days. So my first day out, I sat with my family and the entire time that I was with them, I was panicking like, I was questioning whether or not I was actually clear or am I sitting here affecting people that I love? And it was, it was this really bad time in my mind, really, really bad time in my mind. So that night after I left my family and I got along, um, I got alone, I went back into isolation and this is where I knew something was weird because I'm the type of person I thrive off of that human connection, but the human connection was causing me pain. So I went back into isolation and I began to panic in a manner that I had never panicked before. Like this was like terrible. It was almost as if the panic was want was almost like the panic wanted me to jump out of my body. It was it was crazy. It's like the panic wanted to take precedent and wanted me to just to leave. That's how I felt. And so it turns out, you know, after um talking with professionals later that I was in fact having a panic attack and it was it was it was terrifying to say the least and I cried to my mama and I cried to God and my main question was why me why am I going through this I love people what about those people who talk about how they hate people they don't want to be around people they wish they could 
be by themselves, why they can't <laughs> be faceless? I love people. So why does, why am I going through this time where being around people is causing me pain? And so being placed in that position um, of kind of being scared to be around anybody, I took a few additional weeks off of work. And it's because I was truly terrified to face anyone. And I started to doubt myself a lot because it was like, okay, what, you know, why? And I had thought that I had come to a place of, you know, confidence within myself, confidence in God to where I could trust him through anything. So that's when I truly began to doubt myself. I began to doubt my faith. And when that happened, I was faced with demons that I I realized I never confronted. Demons that had followed me my whole life that I never confronted. And yes, today's episode is going to be very, very transparent. So I'm going to just need y'all to bear with me because we're going to get really real. But that's how you really get somewhere when you start really breaking that ground. So bear with me. Um, but one day, you know, while I was going through all of this, I was sitting in tears, still in isolation, basically. And while in tears, I had a revelation. And that revelation was a little upsetting, but it was necessary. It was real. And the revelation was, I don't like you. And that's what I said to myself. I realized in that moment that there were things about me that I had never accepted or learned to love. Um, I put on this facade of confidence and yes, I got this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm doing this. So I must be this. And, but beneath that facade, I really had no true belief in myself. And so here is why I had to take a break from my podcast that early on. How could I get behind this microphone on this podcast and talk and share advice about mental health when I couldn't even advise myself on how to deal with my own mental health? I even took a break from working on my new books. How could I write words in the pages of my new books? And I wasn't even comfortable with my own story. So literally everything that I was working on had to take a back seat and I had to take time to really, really look at myself. The time in isolation literally trapped me with myself. And when that happens, you know, you have no choice but to really deal with yourself, your insecurities, what you like, what you don't like. So it's like, here I am with this naked eye of me. It's just me and God in this room. And I really have to deal with things that I've always swept under the rug. And what what a lot of people in my community, black community, what we do is we sweep things under that rug. But what happens when it's cleaning day and you've got to lift that rug up and you're left with all of this that you've never dealt with? And so I learned by really facing these things that it wasn't that I didn't have good qualities I just wasn't taking the time to value those elements of myself. Everything that I did appreciate about me when I really tried to think, okay, what do you like about you? Everything that I appreciated revolved around other people. For example, I love that I like helping people. I love that I like to make people smile. I like to make people laugh. But what do I love about me that was solely for me? And I couldn't answer that. And it's important that we ask ourselves that question with that naked eye. What qualities do I like about me that are for me? And I, at that 
moment had no answer. But what I appreciated about being at my lowest was that I couldn't go any lower. It was only up from that point. And I knew, and the reason I assessed that I was at my lowest is because of my thoughts. So I'm going to get real, real for a second with you guys. When I was going through this dark time, I truly just wanted to die. And I'm pretty sure so many people have been there at that point. But sometimes it's so hard to just open your mouth and say that and to face that truth. But I wanted to die. I, I questioned. I questioned why didn't that virus just kill me? Why didn't it just go ahead and take me? So I didn't have to go through this. But all I have to say is, but God, like for real, because sometimes we see, we don't see with his vision. We never see with his vision like we should, because he saw me out of that moment, but I could only see within that moment with my little vision. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so grateful that I have that force in my life that is able to look beyond where I could look. And he was able to know that, you know what, you you coming out of this darkness. Like, come on, boy, like, chill out, chill out. So um, I was very open with my parents about how I was feeling. And that was um, new for me. And the reason that this happened is because years ago when I was younger, um, I wasn't very open with my parents about things that were going on with me mentally. I would always just shut down. And I noticed that when I did finally open up about that in my book, Journey, my parents were disappointed that I never came to them. So I was very open with them with what I was facing right in this very moment. Um, For my mama, I noticed that it was very, very tough. Um, She even was crying about it. (laughs) Um, And it's because my parents have always been used to me being that child that's kind of strong. I don't require them, you know, to worry about me too much. So for me to be down this bad, it was a tough realization. It was like, wow, for them. And I bring this into point to remind everybody listening, this is for everybody, write this in your notes, whatever. And I know y'all have heard this. Check on your strong friends and family. I know y'all have heard this, but I cannot emphasize the importance because strong people get weak sometimes too. And so what my mom did was she began to send me these encouraging videos every single day. And it was just her singing a song that we liked, talking to me. And it was so simple for her to record this one minute video of her just sharing love and light, but it truly made all the difference because it was like, wow, somebody's right here with me. Wow. It's somebody's right here with me. They understand, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Somebody understands this and she's right here with me and she's ready and willing. Same with my dad with phone calls. He would just call and be like, Hey, you know, we got to push through this. He was sharing quotes, things like that. Just check on your people. Check on your people. Um, I started to really become real with myself like I never had before. And I realized then, okay, I have people on my team. We're about to fight this thing. So one day, the scripture from John 14 came across my phone. And it said, it's the one that says, let not your heart be troubled. And that's the only part I really need right now, (laughs) because something about that scripture just gave me this weird, like, peace type feeling. And it was like I really sat down and thought about it. And it was like, wow, it's my heart that's troubled. It's my heart that's troubled. That's what I feel with. 
and my feelings are hurt by what I'm faced with. And so to have that scripture just come to me, and it wasn't the scripture of the day. I don't know where, why it popped up. Um, but for that to just come, it was like, yes, this is exactly it. This is exactly it. My father got me. So from then, I just started finding this strength to fight, like this strength I didn't even know I had. And so I started declaring every day, multiple times a day, I am more than enough. I am more than enough. Looking in the mirror, I am more than enough. Looking at my phone, I am more than enough. And one day, something clicked, and I really started to believe that I went and got a new haircut, like <laughs> like I got some new frames. Like I, I really started to believe that I am more than enough. And, and I was making it evident on the outside that I was really believing this on the inside of me. And I noticed that I started liking things about myself that were, in fact, beneficial to me. Like, oh, you got some nice lips. Like, <laughs> like it's simple, but it was things about me that I, I didn't really take the time to say, okay, I like this. And then it was, you're very smart with your spending. And those were elements of me that were for my benefit. So once I started putting that belief into myself, I even started to accomplish things that I set out to do. Like things truly began to work on work for my good and work on my behalf. And it was it was so powerful to see how just a simple mental reset was able to affect all this in my life. And it's crazy to imagine, but now looking back, I really hadn't been living until that point. It was like almost as if I was trapped within my own head. And, and that was with everything, not just this particular situation, but I really started to look back and see things and see the way that I would handle things. Like when when I would lose someone, I would just try to be like, oh, you know, people die and behind closed doors, I'm waddling in it. And it's things like that that I never really just said, okay, we got to start facing things. And so looking back now, I see where there were flaws in the way that I was handling stuff. Um, I got to a point, I've gotten to a point since then where I really don't care about pleasing people, which is so crazy to me. If you know me, like know me, know me, you know that my name probably could have been People Pleasing Peter, like for real, because... That's something that I've always done. Like I want to, I want what I do to make you happy. But now I don't care about that anymore. Like <laughs> I could care less. If something doesn't contribute to my happiness, then I can't subscribe to it. Like we can't subscribe to things that don't mean us well. And that's what I really have realized. And it's crazy because now I'll get asked, are you coming? No. Or can you? Um, no, I, I, you know, and it's like we we have to get to that point where if it if it doesn't contribute to you in any way, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? If if it's not if it's not conducive to your happiness and it's going to cause you pain or any type of negative emotion, why are you doing this? Don't subscribe to things that cause you negative. So. Although the journey to happiness can be very long and it's a continuous road, I, I'm sure I'm nowhere near my ultimate. 
it's important that we start the work and active work. Active work is what's important. I would suggest that anybody just start with what you value about yourself and then build from that foundation. However, when you think about what you value about yourself, think about the things that you value that are for you. For example, you may say like, I value my service to others. But what happens when others are eliminated? Then what do you value? When people decide what they value about you, it's typically something about you that benefits them. Think about it like this. When someone says they like your personality, there's something about your personality that brings joy to them, which is why they value your personality. See what I'm saying? So you owe yourself that same type of vibe. Like you deserve to value something about you that benefits you. Value things about you that add value back to you. As hard as it was, I am so grateful for COVID-19 coming into my life. And I know that sounds bizarre to some people. I appreciate God for allowing me to turn that very dark time in my life to a light that I used to guide me down a path that I've needed my whole life and didn't know. That's really my story. <laughs> like that that's it. That's what I wanted to come here and say to you all today. Take time to really, really face yourself, face your demons, the things that you struggle with, because that's how you grow. Learn to value you. Find things about you that benefit you. So find value that adds value because you deserve that. You deserve that. So I am back off my mental hiatus. I plan to really come full speed ahead with all things Miguel Caldwell. Um, like me on Facebook at Miguel Caldwell for some important um, announcements coming up soon. I'm really ready to really get back. I am so, I'm in such a good place right now. So I want to thank everybody who was praying for me. I know my mama had her friends on the hotline. <laughs> so I want to say thank you all. Um, but I'm good. I'm really good. And I'm back. I'm back. And I want to end, the day, end today this episode with a prayer for anybody who may be faced with anything like I was faced with. And it may not look like mine, but somewhere in there, there's a commonality. Dear God, touch every ear listening to this podcast that they may gain something from my story that you gave me. I pray that anyone struggling with themselves gains the courage to really face themselves with a naked eye and see the beauty and power that you see and have instilled in each of us individually. I pray that they don't just find their value, but they feel their value. Show them the greatness that they add to the world and reveal your purpose in creating them. Assure them that there is no one greater than them but you, Father. Give them the strength to truly ask themselves, do you really love you? And finally, God, give them the tools to one day look in the mirror and answer, yes, I really do love myself. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer for all my brothers and sisters out there. Amen. Thank you all so much for tuning into Miguel's Black Coffee. Until next time, y'all keep sipping, keep inspiring, and keep living.